Welcome, guys, to the Recovering Reality Podcast. I am your host, Eric Fredrickson. And on this podcast, we dissect everything recovery. The cool thing about that is that we never run out of things to talk about. Because, just like there's no two people on the whole planet that have the exact same fingerprint, there's no... No two people have the identical fingerprints. Everybody's is different. In the exact same way, there's no two people on the planet who have the exact same identical inner world. Internal world, what's going on in their heart, their mind, with their emotions, what they've, let me think about it, how people have been raised, where they've been raised, why they were raised that way, the things they've been through, health issues that might be coming into play, the ups and downs of life. There's so many, there's just no two people that have identical inner worlds, which is why uh, relationships and learning how to do relationship healthy is a massive part of recovery. But I'm not going to get into all that today. But maybe that's a great topic. I probably will go over relationships in a whole series of podcasts because it's probably what it'll take to be all-encompassing. But today I want to share a story with you guys about not giving up and about what it looks like to be persistent and have endurance and channel that in the right way. And the story is from a book called Think and Grow Rich. Some of you have probably heard of it. Um, It was written, oh gosh. I don't have it here right in front. It was written by Napoleon Hill. I think it was written in like the 30s. I could be wrong. Anyways, this guy went around the world and interviewed uh, millionaires, countless millionaires, and just collected stories and dissected mindsets and um, the ins and outs of everything, the mindsets that are needed to think and grow rich. Truthfully, there's some of it. I read it and I'm like, definitely don't agree with that. But there's some good stuff in there too, and it's a really, really famous book. But there's a story in there I wanna dissect today, okay? And the story goes as such. There was a man who, during the gold rush, California gold rush, who those of you that don't know, um, took place in the late 1840s, hence the 49ers, California 49ers, part of the reason what, what, uh, part of their colors is the, the, the color gold. The reason for that is in 1849, the California Gold Rush hit. For those of you that didn't know that, the reason I know that is because that's my favorite team. Although they are absolutely terrible right now. <laughs> They're getting better. It was in the late 1840s though, and gold was found in California. And everybody just flocked to Cal- It was literally a gold rush. And it's interesting because all the people that got rich from the gold rush were not the people that found gold. A very minuscule amount of people actually found gold. You wanna know who got rich? You can research this. You wanna know who got rich during the California gold rush? It was the people who were supplying all of the things needed to mine for gold. It was, um, it was Levi's, it was shovels, it was picks, it was bowls, it was, it was that kind of stuff. It was those people that supplied all the people thinking they were gonna get rich quick. Actually, the people that made the most money. Quick side note. It was during the gold rush, there was a man who 
he struck gold. He bought a plot of land and he did strike gold. Big vein of gold, huge vein of gold. As he continued digging and he bought more supplies, he bought more of the, the needed tools to dig and the proper machinery and this, that, and the other, and he dug and something strange happened though, the vein dried up. All of a sudden, he was right on course, he was heading in the direction of, it was, it was, it was, he was doing everything right and it dried up. So he doubled down, bought more supplies, dug harder, hired more people. He did everything that he know he knew he should do to continue digging in that spot. Well, time drug on. He was about completely out of money and completely discouraged, did not know what to do. And he decided to just fold it all in and just say, you know what, I'm going to sell the land. I'm going to sell my equipment. I'm going to sell what I need to do. I'm, I'm just going to sell all of this so at least I come out of it with a little bit of money because all the money he had made he had put back into it to find even more gold so he finally did give up and sold everything um, sold it for pennies on the dollar to like a junkyard kind of guy like a guy that collects stuff salvage kind of stuff and this guy bought it for nothing didn't know anything about mining or gold or anything but it was too good a deal for him to pass up so he bought the land and the equipment bought everything the original digger left discouraged, defeated, the tiny bit of money. The new man that bought the land was digging around, looking around. He was like, you know, I, I, there might be something going on here. So with money that he did have, he hired an expert. The expert came in, looked around, studied the digging, studied the land, looked at this, looked at that, told them, Listen, this is why the gold, this is why the vein dried up. There needed to be a course correction. There needed to be a shift in the direction that the digging was going on. And that it should be not much further past some more digging, this, that, and the other. Anyways, the new owner took the expert's advice, which he hired intentionally, took his advice, shifted course, a course correction, continued digging three feet later. Three feet later, this guy struck the biggest vein of gold in, the, in California history. Three more feet of digging and the original owner would have struck a vein of gold that would have made the first one he hit look like pennies compared to what he would have hit. But instead of getting some advice, shifting perspective, shifting course, shifting direction, he sold it all, defeated, gave up. The new owner came, expert help, shifted by himself, dug three more feet, jackpot. Now, how does this apply to someone's recovery? How does this apply to what goes on in our internal world? I go over with my clients constantly when I'm speaking places, when I'm talking to people on the street, which I, 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 I'm constantly talking with people in recovery, whether it's people that are paying me and they're my clients or just people I'm sharing some time with over a conversation. I'm constantly talking to people and I tell people, look, most people, hard work is not the issue for most people. Granted, there are people who are lazy that want everything given to them that don't want to do anything. Maybe all of us have been in some kind of place like that at some point in our lives, just laziness. And I, I get it, there are some people like that, definitely. But for most people that I talk to, hard work is not the issue. It's really not. 
But that hard work is going to go so much further if our perspective is in the right place. Because if my mind doesn't believe I can achieve what my efforts are moving towards, then I'll just continue working harder and harder and harder, but I'll be like a hamster just spinning my wheels, just stuck on the hamster wheel. In the back of my mind, I don't believe I can do this anyways. Why am I trying? But the hard work's not the issue, so I'm just slaving away with my efforts. But when the mindset is adjusted, the mind needs to be renewed. Change starts with a change in perspective. A new way of acting starts with a new way of thinking. And when our mind is changed, when our perspective is renewed, when our mind is renewed, then the hard work that's already established and ingrained in most people, partnered with the correct mindset, now all of a sudden, it's like you're floating downstream. And I talked to too many people. If you think about it, put it this way, I, I, I've done this exercise many times when speaking, and I'll ask people in the room, and I'll say, how many of you have ever come up with an invention that you thought was legit? Really good idea, business idea, invention, something. A bunch of people in the room raise their hand. I say, okay, how many of you did not pursue it? And in that place of not pursuing it, saw somebody else invent what it was you were thinking of or bring about the business idea that you were thinking of or something very similar and a good percentage of the people that raise their hand will raise their hand again. What's the point in that? The point in that is this, is that the idea is simply the spark. It's the action that creates the flame, okay? And oftentimes we've tried, we're digging, we're trying to hit that vent. We had a little bit of success in some way, shape or form. Let's equate it directly to recovery. You initially got clean and sober. You're on this pink cloud that they talk about. Things are going well. You're getting your life back. You're a year two, three into recovery and you're just not feeling it anymore. It's become boring. Where you know there's more spiritually speaking, but you're not able to tap into it. You know there's a deeper place to go to with God, but you can't seem to get there. Your business, your family, whatever it is. Life is good, so to speak, okay? It's not like, you know, everything's hit the fan again, but you're just not progressing as you thought you would. Is it the hard work that needs to change? Because hard work got you to this place of recovery, which is, which is a lot of hard work. Anyone that's really struggled with addiction, that's really living in recovery knows it's no easy thing. You deal with some stuff, you face yourself, you, you go through some tough stuff, physically, emotionally, and absolutely spiritually. But I can't tell you how many people I've seen give up three feet away from striking gold, three feet away from the jackpot. But they didn't have the understanding, the wherewithal, or the they didn't understand that I need to pause, I need to stop spinning my wheels, I need to get some expert help, and I need a shift in direction. I need a course correction here. And then all of a sudden, right back to momentum, traction, they hit the ground running, boom, right back to momentum, stepping into a place they've never been to before. I mean, what would it have been like to have been the guy who bought the land from the dude that struck gold on that plot of land first, went all in, dug the hole for him, 
This guy just picks it up for pennies on the dollar. Digs, gets a simple course correction, three feet later, boom, set for life. How often have we let defeat, discouragement, things didn't go my way, it should have gone this way, why didn't it go this way, how come this, how come that? And we let our past experiences dictate our future actions. We let our past failures become the lens through which we see amazing opportunity before us. And if we could have just had a simple course correction, if we could have had a simple shift in perspective, moving forward into the new opportunity would have, us, would have been us moving into a whole new land we'd never even been to before. Peace, joy, happiness, contentment, success, healthy relationships, business, family, recovery, fill in the blanks. have to be I mean even you know I'm 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 continually in in this space myself I mean if if we're gonna be progressing and growing we have to understand that we have to we have to allow correction to get because how I've been doing things and how I do things can only get me so far and it can get me a measure of success but to continually be progressing We need different perspectives. We need a correction on the way we're doing things. We need a different mindset. We need to know more. We need to broaden our knowledge and our toolkit and our skill set. We need to, it's it's a constant progression. It's constant. And these principles of learning how to allow myself to be corrected, of how to continually assess my perspectives and get new ones, get help through reading books, through people that do coaching. I have someone that I tap in with, two people that I tap in with regularly who are coaches for me. That's why there's constant progression in my life. I'm willing to confront the wrong mindsets and behaviors. I have a wife who's got no problem telling me what needs to change, and I let her. And I let her, just like I let two other specific individuals correct me if need be. And I openly say what's going on in my life with different things I'm doing with business, my approach toward different things. And I, and I let them know because I say, this is the way I'm doing it. Tell me what you think, please. We need the outside perspective and help to get us to the next level. How is it that I can take someone? How is it that I can work with someone early on in recovery, okay, that wants to go to another level. How is it I could take them to another level unless I've been to that level? And how is it I can get to the next level unless I am allowing somebody who's at that level take me to it? Just like this guy who knew nothing about nothing. He just bought this thing for pennies on the dollar, this land and all this equipment to dig gold. He just was like a junkyard guy. And then what happens? He gets the expert help He gets the help, somebody who knew how to take him to that level, and he let that person give him a course correction, boom, jackpot. What was there all along was able to be tapped into with a little bit of help and a change in direction. I want to end with this. You know, it took me a long time to realize the difference between expectation and expectancy. Maybe you can hear my my two sons in the background there, crying a little bit. And I'm okay with it being on the recording because my sons are gifts in recovery and they're just kids. They're gonna be just fine. (laughs) But it took me a long time to realize the difference between expectation and expectancy. And I'll end with this, okay? 
expectation is me saying it needs to work out the way I think, how I think, when I think, why I think. It's me dictating, saying I'm in control, it needs to work out the way I say. And that right there is how we position ourselves for disappointment, that's how we position ourselves for discouragement, and that's how we position ourselves for defeat. When encouragement, victory, upgrade, healthiness was what was really available to us, but I said it has to work out the way I say it works out. I'm in control. It has to, if it doesn't work out like this, 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 and this, then I'm going to be discouraged and it doesn't work. it's not going to work out anyways. Exactly the man who owned the land, who struck gold first, he was digging. He, he was determined to keep digging in this one spot. It needs to work out this way. I'm going to go this direction. Because he refused to change, what happened? He just got tired, discouraged, defeated, disappointed, sold the land for nothing, surrendered his jackpot, really, surrendered his inheritance. But when I live in expectancy, I'm doing my, the hard work, okay? I'm doing my part. I'm doing everything I can in every way, shape, and form. And I am expecting good things to happen. I absolutely, constantly expect good things to happen every single day when I wake up. Absolutely, I do. But when I allow the good things to happen the way that God wants them to happen and the way that they unfold in the midst of me walking out my journey, which can pop out, which can pop up in countless different ways, I'm able to adapt and adjust to things as they come at me and as I come at them. Rather than expectation of, well, I know exactly how it should happen. It needs to happen this way at this time with these people, with da 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 And I'm trying to control everything, and it sets me up for disappointment, discouragement, and defeat. Rather than expectancy, where I'm living in a place, and I'm saying, I'm doing my part. I have a pretty good idea of what I think is going to happen. I know the direction I'm heading in. I'm purposely and intentionally working towards that direction and in that, I'm moving in that direction, but I'm not going to control everything and think it needs to work out the way I think it needs to work out and how exactly it's going to happen. I am open to surprises and I'm open to assessing things as they happen, as I'm putting in my hard work, getting the help I need, moving forward. I'm open to seeing how things open up and adapt and move forward. Expectancy. Expect good things to happen. Just be able to be fluid and understand how it unfolds. Expectation, setting myself up for failure. Expectancy, setting myself up for constant progress, victory, encouragement, upgrade, healthiness, and on and on and on. So I ask you, is there something in your life that you're been working towards, you want it, you know it's there, it's available, your hard work has tired you out, is there just a simple course correction that needs to happen and a little bit of help that can get you into a place you have yet to experience but you know is available? So I'll let you chew on that. If a lot of things jumped out at you during that short little podcast, rewind it, listen to it again, and kick it around in your head, and I'm telling you guys, you're closer than you think to that breakthrough. But if you've been, if, if you think it should have happened already and it hasn't, what is the course correction needs to take place? And what is the help that you need so you can get to the place that you knew was there all along and the place that you know is available, you just haven't been able to tap into yet? Thank you guys. We'll talk to you again soon. You guys can contact me at any time. Through the podcast, here's the link to my website or through 
my Instagram. All the email and everything is available. I hope you guys are progressing, challenging yourself, growing, and stepping into your destiny in every way, shape, and form. Because I can tell you, there is an unbelievably beautiful life available for you. And if you're already experiencing that, there is more. I promise you, there is more. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon.